0: Welcome to Dilly Ding, Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm Rob Tanner. Joining me today, Jordan Blackwell, and we're going to be reflecting on a fantastic victory at Burnley at the weekend. Ten-man City battling on uh, and then getting the last gasp winner through Wes Morgan, the captain at Turf Moor. A windswept and bleak Lancashire landscape it was as well, but uh, a very big smiles on the faces of those Leicester City fans as they travelled. Uh, back down the motorway to Leicester, celebrating that victory and well, that must have been the most well superb victory of the uh,
1: of the season for, for city it's certainly up there i think you know you think about the the wins over chelsea and manchester city just before uh, well, around christmas um but given the circumstances 86 minutes with 10 men um you know when when maguire was sent off you thought well if Leicester can somehow escape with the points that'd be that'd be a brilliant result and then they go and win it. So, yes, I think, yes, it's certainly up there with the, with the best results of the season.
0: And and in terms of the context of the game as well, with Maguire getting sent off after just four minutes, which incidentally isn't the fastest red card in uh, Leicester City history. That belongs to Wes Morgan. Uh, that sending off against Millwall, is it 2013? I think that came in two minutes and 30 seconds, not three minutes and 11 seconds, which uh, Maguire's was uh, timed at. But
1: I don't think there could be any complaints, really. No, I don't, I don't think so, no. No. Um, I don't think he meant to touch him. It looked like God. he was trying to get around Goodmanson and and sort of you know get back goal side and then maybe try and get a tackle in. But as he's sort of come behind him, he's clipped his heels and Goodmanson's gone over. And even if it is accidental, it's got to be a red card when you clean through on goal like right that. And I think he knew it as well, didn't he, straight yeah, away? Yeah. Ha- there wasn't too many, many complaints. No, uh, and, he, and he went off. So he's going to
0: serve a one-game suspension now. But that man Morgan came off the bench. Then um, he's been in and out of the side, hasn't he, in uh, recent weeks and. Uh, but he came on and uh, he did superbly well because uh, certainly, certainly the second half, City had to fight a bit of a rear guard action, didn't
1: they? Before he got that last gasp winner. Yeah, I think so. I think they they sort of kept their attacking endeavour for 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 most of the game. Certainly, the first half, you would, you you would have struggled to to pick which team had the the man fewer. Um, but yeah, around the hour mark, it became clear that maybe Leicester's legs Leicester were getting a little bit tired and they were sort of. Capped in their own box and sort of defending the crosses, and then Burnley brought Crouch on to make it even more difficult. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Morgan did really well. As did Johnny Evans. They, you know, they they cleared a lot of crosses. They cleared a lot of um, high balls. Uh, Burnley didn't have too many clear cut chances. They had a few, um, but uh, no, they did. They did pretty well. And then they found the energy to have one last attack. It was about their first attack in about half an hour at the end, and um, and they get a goal from it. So it shows that the there was still a little bit of belief there although they had been sat back and, and defending there was, they, had, they still had that belief that they could go on and nick it well normally you you always do a
0: five talking points from every game and sometimes I can imagine you're struggling to get five well there was no danger of you getting five you could have done ten talking points from this game because there was so much going on um, James Madison put City ahead, and you're right, you're right, we said it during the game, City still uh, were attacking, pressing, being positive, Madison, Tielemans were finding space in between the lines, they were getting on the ball, they were playing the better football yeah. even though they had 10 men, but it was from a set piece, Madison, fantastic free kick into the top corner. Now he hadn't scored for a while, he'd been on a bit of a goal drought, I think it was 16 games, uh, goal drought, and, and so much has been going on in his life, young Sophie Taylor who he uh, dedicated the goal to the five-year-old who lost a battle with bone cancer. Um, plus, as well, he's been left out of the England squad as well. I think he had a bit of a point to prove.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think his all-round game was very good. Um, I think I, I was surprised at the amount of space Burnley afforded him. It seemed like the, the gap between their midfield and defence was, was huge. Um, and Madison exploited that really well. Because even for the free-kick... He won it himself. He was, you know, he danced around Tarkovsky and won a free kick right on the edge of the box. And yet yeah, and as you say, brilliant strike, held right into the top corner. Uh, first time a Leicester player scored two free kicks in the same season, in the same Premier League season, which shows his quality there. Um, and yes, I think yeah, I think he probably did have a point to prove. I think there's been, certainly, I've advocated for him to be included in the England squad. I think, um, given the the players England have at their disposal, I think he he offers something different, and we've. I think we've mentioned about his chance create uh, chance creation statistics before. You yeah. know he's among the best in Europe. Um, so, yes, I think maybe he did have a little bit of a point to prove. But with time like that, he's going to be in the England squad eventually. Even if it's not, maybe it's going to be after the summer, after he's been to the um, under-21 Euros. But I think from next season, he'll be a regular in the, that senior England squad. Now, it's been a while since City kept a clean sheet. I think it was uh, Everton on New Year's
0: Day was the last time they kept a clean sheet. And they could keep one... Again, this time, understandably so with ten men, uh, but it was a disappointing goal again. I and mean, I think you picked it out in one of your five things. It's an area they need to um, improve on.
1: Yeah, it, I, well, it just felt they were a little bit disorganised. I think um, this season, on the whole, Leicester have been fairly solid, and they seem to have, I think, maybe because Powell was reasonably defensive as a, as a, you know, he had a defensive setup. They did okay in terms of you know the structure and things like that, but it just felt a little bit. Like there was a, a bit of disorganisation in the ranks because obviously Evans lost the ball, but they still had time to recover. Yeah. Um, but they switched Burnley switched the ball to their left flank, and Ricardo had two men to mark. He had the, both McNeil and Taylor. Hmm. They passed it to each other, and McNeil stuck it in the bottom corner. Um, I think maybe because Leicester were down to ten men, Madison and Barnes had to to play a little bit deeper. And I think it was Madison at the time that was supposed to be playing on the right. Uh, Andy wasn't there so Ricardo didn't have any help um, so I think yes there's certainly organisationally I would say is, if you had to pick up one fault from Leicester's game uh, that would be it but then in the second half when they were sort of camped a little bit deeper um, and they weren't venturing out so much they did alright and you know, as I said before Burnley struggled to create uh, clear-cut chances they
0: had a couple of scares a couple of penalty shouts
1: that yes. could have gone against them now
0: Claude Puel didn't have a lot of luck and <laughs> this, uh, this score, did he really? But um, Brendan had signs that he's going to have a little bit of a rub of the green with these, because uh, I thought the uh, didi challenge was on Taylor was clumsy, yeah. uh, and then certainly the ball struck Morgan's arm with Crouch, I mean, although Crouch was all over him as well for the high ball. In, we've seen in the past sometimes those
1: decisions go against City, but they they survived them this time. Yeah, I think you know it's just it is one of those things sometimes. Um, I agree with you. I think they were probably. Um, Probably both penalties. I think that, uh, the, indeed, on Taylor more so. Mm. Um, Morgan's arm was—I mean, it hit the back of his arm. He didn't really know a lot about it, but his arm wasn't in, in an orth, unorthodox position. Um, but yeah, it did seem like Leicester got a little bit of luck. But then it's—you it's, know—it's hard to say whether you know whether the team creates their own luck because there's a, a little bit more positivity around the club. It seems like when you have a bit more optimism. Those sorts of things do drop for you. That's just the way it is sometimes. But I think because there was a sense of it being downbeat um, under Puel, maybe things didn't go Leicester's way sometimes. Uh, so, yes, they got away with it that time. I'm not sure they'll get away with two penalty decisions like that again this season. Um, but I, th- I, don't know, well, I think most clubs would say this, but for me it felt like it's about time Leicester got the rub of the green yeah, in the game. We've been saying that many times, haven't we, that the
0: decisions seem to go against them, more often than not, under Claude well, but um, now this time Brendan's got the uh, got the rub of the green with uh, Michael Oliver on that score. Now let's get uh, before we get to Wes Morgan and the winner, another assist from uh, Ura Tielemans. This yeah. guy, I mean, I said it uh, on social media during the game. He was by far the best midfielder on the pitch. Uh, he, he just looks like a complete player. The way he can ghost past people and just uh, find space and his the accuracy of his passing, he looks a top
1: class player. And it was a wonderful cross in for the goal. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and I think um, I think that he'd had. Maybe a few doubts over whether he had the, the stamina to compete in the Premier League. I think we've seen that in most games that he has a very good first half, ties a little bit, and by the 70th minute he's being subbed off for Mendy. That's what's usually happened. Um, but there wasn't really any chance for him to be subbed off in this game, and he was moved over to the right flank, and he was having to mark Charlie Taylor, who was bombing down the left wing. And he still retained the energy, and he still had enough you know, enough in his locker to, to get across him at the end. I think it did take a little bit of a deflection, but... It, He'd won the corner, playing that sort of one-two with Ricardo uh, that led to the corner that then led to the goal. So yeah, I mean to have three assists and a goal in six appearances—that's more than Leicester could have hoped for, I think. Um, and given Adrian Silva got mad of the match from Monaco as well over the weekend, it, it just—it's one of those loan swaps that just it's worked out perfectly. It just makes sense. It like? does. It does make sense to make it permanent. I've, I think um, City will have to add a bit of money on top of Silva yes. to
0: get Tielemans because of the age difference yes, and yeah. that, uh, but uh, and the potential there. I think it's a deal they've definitely got to do yeah. to get this guy. And, and I think other clubs will be uh, looking at the situation as well. So they need to move quickly to get yeah. something agreed before the transfer window opens, and then it can be a, become an absolute bidding war. Um, but let's talk about Wes Morgan then, because we talked about youngster at the start of his career. Wes Morgan, 35 years old. Uh, under Claude, it looked like there wasn't much of a future for him at City. Before the game, we learnt that... Um, Wes is going to be offered a new one-year deal now? Brendan said it in a in a press conference, uh, press press briefing with the media that he wanted him to be offered a deal, but he has. It looks like he's Wes has agreed it. He's set to sign, yeah. um, so and then he goes and scores the winner. Oh, what a transformation! No wonder he, he had such a beaming
1: smile as he spoke to us after the game. Yeah, know. it's great for Wes. I think there's a. I think he's probably played more this season than was originally intended and props he expected to. Um, I think it looked like he was struggling around October time. I know he had, the, he had the red card at Bournemouth, which was probably a little bit harsh. He had the red card at against Everton, where Richarlison yeah. r- ran him ragged. Um, and it looked like at that point, well, is this it? Is this yeah. is Wes done? Um, then he came, Maguire got injured, and he played... Um, November to December, uh, alongside Johnny Evans, and he was fantastic. Really, some of I thought some of his best form um, at the club. Then he had that wobble at Wolves, uh, which which, to be fair, most of the Leicester defence did that game. And then the the Maguire Evans partnership has kind of shone since then. And then it's again, it's looked like okay, well, maybe Morgan's time is up again. But Rogers has come in, as you say, he, he clearly. Likes Morgan's influence, you know, if not his... Um,
0: yeah, he's been quite upfront about it. He's, he's said to us, yeah. you're not going to be playing as much football as you yeah. you have been. Um, but he wants his influence and uh, his sort of leadership around the club. And that,
1: and he's, he's got that in abundance, you know, at 35 years old. Um, and I think it that's probably a boost for the other players at the club because he's not only the captain, but he's extremely well-liked. Um, I know that Rogers said that... Uh, he was given a round of applause in the dressing room after the game as well. So, it's, because he does receive a lot of stick um, sometimes for his performances, it's, it's pleasing for him to come on in a game like that, do everything right defensively in terms of clear, uh, clearances and blocks, and then still pop up with the winner at the end. Um, yeah, it's great forwards, and um, shows that he's still got a little bit to
0: offer as well. well this is the thing about Brendan Rodgers that I've noticed in the, the brief spell he's been at the club, that I think the biggest problem for Claude we've mentioned many times, was communication. But also, I think that lack of communication led to his inability to really get those senior players on board and on message with what he wanted to do. Brendan Different, he's identified straight away that he, that Casper Smichael Jamie Vardy, Wes Morgan, the three big influential figures in that dressing room, have got such um, power that to have them on side with him all the way, he's going to have more chance of success than without. And uh, he's... he's Spoken so highly of Casper and Jamie and Wes Morgan in uh, pre-match press conferences, and now to go give Wes the contract, I think I think he's just he's playing a bit of a blinder in terms yeah. of that of the PR message, not just to the players but to the fans, to the media. It, he hasn't put a foot wrong in terms of uh, what he said. Um, we have had a few Brendanisms that that cropped up. I mean, I, I said to you before, and I particularly like the one where he says success is a moving target, which I think is a great little um, imagery. Um, so he's saying all the right things and he's doing all the right things at the moment. Now, this brings me to something we spotted on the way in uh, to Burnley. We, we were stuck in traffic just outside Turf Moor. The weather was horrendous. And we looked to our right and there was a, a pub. And uh, I know we noticed that the uh, the pub sign had uh, what looked like Henry VIII's <laughs> image on, but it wasn't. It was Sean Dyche's yes, face yes. on yes. Henry VIII's body, uh, and you've highlighted uh, it in one of your things. You may have missed on the day. Do you think it's going to be long before Brendan Rogers has got his own pub name? Well, that's the thing.
1: I think you would say from these first few weeks that it's got the potential to go that far. Um, I think obviously there's got to be some on the pitch success before we before we truly see that but yeah you know, I mean, Dice has done so well but yes, he, he has, probably you know, deserves his own pub a couple of promotions are, you know a return to Europe I think it was the first time in 50 years they got to Europe this year um, so yes I think Rogers has got some way to go but first three weeks you would say that the fans are all behind him you know we heard the the, the supporters at Turf Moor you know chanting his name at the end chanting his and his name um, so yes I think there's a there's certainly a bond there I think a bit like the the communication differences between Powell and Rogers with the players. I think there's probably that sense with the fans as well. Um, I think it helps that, that obviously Rogers has come in with a, a bigger reputation, if you like, and I think that gets more people on side immediately. Um, but yeah, certainly it feels more harmonious at the minute in terms of, you know, the fans, players, manager, all on the same page. And those scarves that you noticed as well, yeah. What was the message on the back of them? New horizons. New
0: horizons. Now, they were provided by the, the club as well. Yeah, I
1: mean, we we the club do this all the time, don't they? I think it's you know it's a sign of how generous the owners are that they quite often fans that go away to games get freebies and and they are, each fan had a uh, a free scarf on their on their seat at uh, Turf Moor, um, but it felt like a little bit of a message to put new horizons on the scarf just yeah. to say. Okay this is a brand new era this is um this is something that we're that we're really focusing on this is going to be Rodgers's time at the club um so I think that was a it was a point made by by the club I would say on that front So Get involved with us if you want to get onto Leicestershire live and or you want
0: to tweet Neil Jordan let us know what pub name you would name <laughs> after Rogers in Leicester would it be The Rogers the 3rd with an image of Richard the 3rd with Rogers' face on like let, that, us yeah. let us know let us know we'll get involved with that now it's snow game next weekend uh, international break um, but there's plenty of Leicester lads Involved in the internationals, a sign of how far club. the club's gone. Yeah. You know, Maguire and Chilwell with the seniors, got four lads with the under 21s as well with those games and numerous other internationals. But the lads that have been left behind are flying out tomorrow, Tuesday, uh, to Thailand uh, for the cremation of uh, Kung Fu and uh, they're going to pay the respects and be out there for a, a few days. And we've got all these stories and many, many more uh, appearing on Leicestershire Live. We've got all the reaction to Burnley. And uh, we've got lots of talking points as well. And we want to know which pub you would name <laughs> after Brendan Rogers. So join us again on Dilly Dong next time.